Hello out there in podcast land. This is Jason Rose with Rupus, and uh, welcome to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Um, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, our guest we'll get into here in a second. Before we do that, Hey, Jason, I went and got my coffee, and I heard a little statement as I was walking away to go fill my coffee that our, you know, the Swirl Killer coffee is a little strong for you. So we've got, <laughs> we got our frozen version, you know, the, 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 the Broadway show version, frozen. The, the, we've got that version coming out for you. It's for <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, uh, the anti-hair on your chest coffee, uh, yeah. uh, call it. So we'll, uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you a case of it out. So. Uh, with that, <laughs> let's go to today's topics, chapter 11, 12, setting the bar for what we are facing. Uh, if we do know what we're facing, uh, setting yourself up for future successes, uh, setting up the business system processes, setting up your financial goals, which I really, this is, you know, between the SOPs and that, that's what I'm really into. That's what I'm really, uh, I'm, on this next one, cleaning up your SOPs, applying new SOPs. I'm really excited about my guest today coming in with us. Fine-tuning your sales systems, the importance of mental, verbal, uh, visual judo within your business. And I'll get into that. This is something that uh, at a really young age, matter of fact, when I'm in my teens, one of my mentors, uh, you know, this picture in the background with the, with, you know, the, the, big, the big lion and the, and the cub is that, you know, it, it, it's Dylan and, and Jason and myself, we've been around for a while, and it's some of you are younger than us, but a lot of you are just newer than us. And I think it's really, it's, it's guys like us. It's our jobs to take and show you how we've gotten scarred up in the past. You know, what's, what's torn us up, you know, what's hurt us. Uh, what a lot of people talk about what helps you, but a lot of people don't talk about, you know, Hey, don't go there. You know, yeah. see that over Learn there? from our mistakes, please. Yeah. Here, let me tell you what I did wrong. Yeah, and so you don't, don't do it. Don't go there. Don't go there. So we want to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, we want these gentlemen to tell us all about themselves. So, Jason. Oh, that's a fantastic picture there. Um, that's my other passion. So most of you that know me know I have this big passion for uh, shiny paint and teaching people how to do shiny paint. But my other, my other passion is right there, uh, doing the off-road Jeep thing. And that picture is in Moab, which... Uh, at the moment, I'm very disappointed. I, I can't go there. Uh, if Moab was open right now, I'd be there instead of talking to you right now. I don't blame you. I, I would be there with you. Uh, it seems socially distant. I think you should be able to do that. <laughs> don't you think? You think that, you know, Yosemite, uh, one of our friends put up a picture the other day of a, of a uh, crowded Walmart parking lot and then a campground. And the difference was vastly different, yet you can do one and you can't do the other. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, so you, Jason and I, we've, 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 uh, we've been able to Jeep together uh, a number of times. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of, a lot of fun with it. And it's, what year is your Jeep? 94. Yeah. And it's, it's slick. It's a nice Jeep. He's done yeah. It's an oldie, but goodie. And I've, I've had it since new and, you know, um, I've had lots of people say, Hey, why don't you get a new one? And, and uh, I could if I wanted to, but I just don't want to. Um, no, no reason to. Yeah. No reason to. I'm excited about the Bronco Scout. 
I want to see what the Bronco Scout's going to look like, you know? Mm -hmm. that, that might move me to, uh, to shuffle some things and get something fun and new, you know? Just looks entertaining. So, uh, kids, married, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, my son is moving back to California this Friday. So he's uh, he found going. a job and a place to live in Sacramento. Wow. Good for him. Good for so him. He was, uh, he was uh, you know, laid off through this whole pandemic. Um, but now he just found new work and new place to live. So he's out, he's out on Friday. Cool. Right on. Well, good for him. Good for him. So this next guy, this is what I know you for, Dylan. Yep. Is is uh, you know you're you're at a different stage in your life than Jason and I, aka you're a little younger than us, and this is the stuff that should be happening in your life right now. So tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm um, you know most people know me from detailing stuff, but my my other passion it's not a Jeep, it's uh, it's uh, family. So uh, we have our little uh, our little piece of uh, heaven up here in Colorado. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where I'm spending this, this whole quarantine thing hasn't been all that bad. I mean, I'm spending a lot more time at home with, uh, with Tanner, my son, who is, he has autism and he's 13. And then my daughter, Tegan, who is six and is, uh, well, she's six going on 16. So, right. And, uh, my lovely wife who I've, uh, we've been dating since I was, gosh, a sophomore in high school. So, um, known her for a little while. So, that's uh, that's where that's my happy place. I'm at home doing projects. You know, the the house and the yard and everything is kind of designed with the idea of uh, giving these kids everything I didn't have coming up. So, um, you know, lots of room to play and everything that I always wanted is kind of the goal and uh, slowly adding on to that over time. So, you know, I was looking at pictures of both of you online you know, on social media, and uh, the thing that kept popping back at you is, you know, on the lawn tractor, you know, putting out the ground cover for the the play area for your kids. Uh, the yard, the house, and uh, that's exactly where you should be at the stage of your life. It's pretty cool. Uh, there'll mm -hmm. be a stage, I think, where you'll say, wow, I'm glad that's gone, and I'm glad I'm sad <laughs> not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, there's a time where you look back and you're like, wow, I'm glad that's over with, but I kind of wish it was back, but I kind of don't. You know? <laughs> then they come home and you're like, God, I, I really wish they would go home, you know? <laughs> There are moments, I'm telling yeah. you, where I where I kind of go, you know what would be really nice? An apartment with no yard and, and single life. You know, there, yeah. those moments happen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. But, um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. You, you sit back and you kind of look at it. And I watch the kids play in the evening and stuff out there. And it's, that's, uh, that's where I, I sit there and just smile. That's great. Priceless. It's priceless. So it's pretty cool to see that, you know, and I, and I, and I loved watching it. So for those that don't know – this is where today's out of. Um, it's just out of the, a book I wrote that came out in uh, 2012. So this uh, kind of out of there. So hey, real quick, yeah, real yeah. quick, I just want to give you guys an update. I did get us live on Facebook, so you guys are live there too. Oh yay! Good job. Yeah, go Chris. So you know, I know this is something that that um, Jason and I've talked about quite a bit, and I think attitude is everything. And you know, a lot of people think that. I don't know what a lot of people think in the industry anymore. You know, I really don't. I'd love to think, I loved I thought I had a pretty good pulse on the industry. Uh, and I think, I think that, uh, I think it, it, the industry has been a little bit in AFib uh, for a little longer than what I thought. But when we come out of this, uh, as we come out of this, I should say, it's really cool to see people uh, already coming out and how strong they've come out is that just make sure you've got the right attitude. 
the thing I think I want to take, and these gentlemen will, will, will be able to take and, and agree with me, is here's what I'd like to see you guys, your attitude is inspire others, motivate others, improve, be positive to others, a.k.a. if, if you don't have something good to say, uh, don't say it. Simple as that. Why, why draw fire out? Super focus, but focus on what's important and then be creative. And I, I think this is, you know, I saw this, uh, as I was building these, these, this deck and I just, so much of it, the thing that came out for me is inspired is that, you know, if we behave ourselves, uh, if we're professional, if we're successful, if we spend time with family, if we spend time in our Jeep and we put that out there, I think that inspires others to kind of do the same thing. So we'll start with Dylan this time. Dylan, something pop out on you on that, on this slide. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, I don't know if anybody's been following me on Facebook. I've been doing this kind of my work from home daily update. So every weekday I do, you know, work from home day, whatever. And some of it is, you know, it, it's, uh, it's for me internally, it's for a little bit of uh, kind of documenting this journey. I want to be able to look back on this at some point. This is, this is, these are weird times. None of us on this, as old as we, you guys are especially, um, none of us have seen anything <laughs> quite like this, right? And, I, and we'll probably never see anything like it again in our lifetimes. And uh, so part of it is I want to look back on it and kind of get a picture of where I was mentally, what was going on day to day. I post funny things. I post what just happened that day, some family things. The idea is also, too, though, I'm sharing it out there with everybody. I could write that down on a piece of paper, but I'm putting it out there because I want people to understand that you, you can have highs and lows. You can be frustrated. You can be happy. You can be sad. You can be proud. Um, and the, the, the gamut of responses that I've gotten, some people have sent very nasty uh, direct messages, you know, like, oh, why are you rubbing it in everybody's face that you're still working, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Other people are like, hey, you know, man, that's awesome. I'm glad you're sharing that stuff because it, it tells me that I'm not, in, I'm not crazy for thinking that or I'm not. So even if it's, you don't have to have a motivational speech. You don't have to be able to, you know, you don't do the Tony Robbins and rah, rah, rah for people. Just sharing your experience and showing people that, hey, this is normal. This is, this is how it is for all of us right now. It can be powerful and motivating and, and inspirational for some people. So, I dig it. And drawing fire only means that uh, you're being who you are and it's pissing them off because they don't have it in their lives. Exactly. You know, I made a statement uh, uh, on a couple things where we're eating good. I was talking about how we're eating real good. And I had a couple people go off. Well, that's great. You know, you're, you got the money to go out and spend on nice food. And I said, I didn't say nice food. I said, any good. I said, we've actually cut down our amount of money we spent on food yeah. half because we're not going out. We're not doing any of that. Yeah, me too. allowed us to eat crab and lobster every once in a while and still fall way underneath what our budget was before. So that's mm -hmm. great points, Dylan. So Jason, what's what's ripping at you here? Yeah, what's what screams loud and proud to me on this um, screen is the be positive thing. So one of my biggest struggles through this pandemic is the balancing act inside of me um, between accepting people for who they are and where they are, and on the other side, um, really not accepting what I would describe as negativity. Um, so I think, you know, Dylan and I have talked about this too, but in, in uh, I've been on Facebook, I think since 2009, but I have blocked more people in the last three oh. weeks than I've done since 2009. And, you know, when things come down my, my feed and, and I see all this just negativity and, 
each of us has a choice to spin everything that comes at us in a positive or a negative direction. We each have that choice in the moment. But I'm just really shocked by how much, you know, keyboard warriors just want to go and jab people. Oh, yeah. Uh, it drives me nuts. And it's happened with some people I didn't expect it to happen with. Uh, yeah. Because of the stresses people are underneath, the influences. You know, I mean, I'm going to say six days in, I stopped reading and watching the major news networks just stopped. Yeah, me too. I get yeah. a couple of sources that I read every day and that's, that's all we need. I knew mm -hmm. you guys were going to have some great input on this. And you know, the one thing I will say, because these gentlemen can't because of their employers, but there has been more times in the last, uh, since this thing happened that I wanted to tell certain people to F off more than my entire life. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had to restrain ourselves. And a lot of people don't understand that is that, and that carries stress on it. When you can't say what you really feel, yeah. you, there's been, I, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you, Dylan, sleepless nights since this has happened? A few. I have a, I have a pattern of, uh, I, especially if I'm on a computer, I'll keep a Word document open off to the side, and in that, I type out what I really want to say. <laughs> oh, man, Unabomber-level shit. Yeah, and then, and then I go back, and, and then I do the polite response over here. There, that way I can't accidentally hit send on any oh, of the things I, I really want to say. Yeah, say. Yeah. And I, I still get it out, but no, I agree. It's, there, there are times where I, there's things I wish I could say, but in, in the, 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 the vein of trying to keep everything positive, too, I try, to, I try to have a little bit of empathy for that person, because anybody who's in that place, it's not a good place to be mentally. Um, if you're sitting there and spinning in that level of negativity, I, I feel almost bad for someone in that level. I'm like Jason, I unfollow it because I don't need it. I, I don't need that. I'm not trying to absorb other people's problems and make them my own. But um, I, I do have a little bit of, I feel for them a little bit because they could only imagine what it's like to just kind of live in that negative hole all the time and just everything's bad and nothing's good and everything sucks and there's no way out. That, that's not a good place to be. Yeah, Jason, some sleepless nights over the stresses of just what you've seen. Oh, absolutely. Especially in the beginning, boy, I was really high stress. And uh, uh, the first probably 10 days of this, um, many sleepless nights, but actually the, on, I mean, what's happened is I've just developed um, coping skills and better way to deal with it. And to be honest, I'm sleeping better the last few nights than I have in a long time. So I'm in a good place. Me too. Me too. You know, and it's funny because uh, what I tried is, you know, unfollow, unfriend, all this stuff, right? What I tried to do at first was leave the, the, the hate groups. You know what I'm saying? The groups that promoted it. I didn't even say anything. If they're allowing that to happen, not a group I want to be in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd leave the group. Well, if, the, if it followed me, then I'd unfollow, you know, individuals. And uh, it, it's, it's been unfortunate, but, you know, we're starting to see, I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to be and what our nor new normal is going to be, but you know, I'm, I'm, a, <clears throat> I'm a quote guy. I love this guy right here. Uh, George Patton was something else. A good plan finally executed right now is far better than a perfect plan executed next week. I think a lot of people, the reason why I was up there, a lot of people are waiting to see what's going to happen. We're not going to know what's going to happen. We're going to talk about that today. It's just go out and make business happen. Just get busy. If, if, you're, if you're in an area to where you, you can, you know, pretty much fully operate, be careful. You know what I'm saying? Use your, use, use best judgment. You know, I think we've all learned that. We've got the cooties, right? But just go. Everybody keeps saying, what should I be doing? Just go. We'll figure it out. Adjust. If you got an opportunity to go make money, go make money, but just do it wisely. You know? Yeah. So uh, no, I think uh, I love this quote because uh, this, I think this pandemic has been a exercise in 
in how to respond with the unknown. There's just so mm-hmm. many unknowns about this whole thing. Yeah, it's um, going to continue to have unknowns because we don't know, especially here in California, you know, our, our, our lovely government um, is, you know, they, they don't know what they're doing. And from county to county, it's vastly different. And, and, you know, the people are starting to get a little ticked. And so, you know, it's going to be all over the place. Now, what's things going on in Colorado? What, what are they – how's been the phase of bringing everything back? What's it like there? They, they they did a pretty good job, but the, the the shutdown happened around the same time it did for everybody. I think it was early, kind of mid-March when we started shutting things down here, and by and large, people complied. There wasn't a whole lot of pushback to it. Um, we also have a lot of space here in Colorado, so people could be apart very easily. Um, we are kind of what phase one of reopening, technically phase two, I guess. Um, so in, it's the same thing it is in California, though. Every county is kind of making its own decision, and then some cities are making sub-decisions upon that. And kind of to the point of the quote, it's hard to – you can't have all of the facts. And I said something to Chris just before we started was that I can understand the outrage in California now. You you plan for a 60-day shutdown, and then you get to the end of that, and they tell you, well, you 60 to 90 more days. This, this quote kind of speaks to just go do something because you're never going to have, nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody, the, the health people, the government, nobody knows what the end game is right now. So it is, they're going to give you a date. And if you plan only to that date and go, okay, there, I have a plan. It's just going to get blown up. So why not run headlong into what you need to do? You know, keep your business open, do it safely. As you said, Rennie, do the, to the best of your abilities mm-hmm. and don't count on a 60 day timeline, a 90 day timeline, because somebody else is going to throw another change at you. I mean, how many schedule yeah. changes, I'm a communication guy for Rupus and I've been writing communications for Italy and Colorado. And I think I've rewritten every single one of them eight times before it goes yeah. out because different counties have input and then this happens and that happens. And I go, okay, well shit, we started here and now here we're here. Here we are. Um, so just go do something. I mean, you can't sit there and wait for all the facts because the facts aren't coming fast enough. Well said. Well said, Jason. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, taking action is better than not doing anything right now. And you're, everybody's making the wrong moves. You're going to make a wrong step. But like you said, Rennie, it's about adapting and pivoting to the moment. And, and that's how you get through this. Hey, you guys, you guys know who uh, Ed Milet is by chance. He's a, he runs a podcast. Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. He put a, he put a post up yesterday and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it up onto social media. His exactly how it stands. It says you cannot BS your way to the top. Right now, you're not going to BS your way through this. You're going to work your way through it. Simple as that. And so just get to work. And so, you know, the other thing I've seen from the leadership up on the top is leaders become leaders by first doing, not saying, not talking, doing. And I was sitting there yesterday when I was in, 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 in you know, I thought about this, Jason, in a way that we jeep. Is that when you're lead the pack, the guy's behind you. So when we went up Gold Mountain, you know, and, and all that, the guy behind you has got it kind of easy because he sees where you're hanging up, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And he yep. can get around that. But the guy that goes up first, the guy that comes is the guy that goes up last is usually the guy that comes down first. And so it's always going to go that way. But just just move into it, man. Just move yeah. into it. You're going to make mistakes as simple as that. It's okay. Yeah. A little fun. Uh, because of Mother's Day. That was the first or the last picture of me before my, my mom and I got disconnected. Uh, so that was in 1966. Beautiful San Bernardino, California. So I just wanted to put a little fun up. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was me uh, moments before I was born with my mama. So yeah, you, look, uh, you look similar. 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you know, believe it or not, I had hair. I looked like a little orangutan when I came out. <laughs> you know, re- rethink everything. You know, it it um I, I, I just I was looking for pro athletes and I saw this picture of this guy when I typed it in and I was like, God man, you know, you think this guy trains a little bit? Is that a lot of times in business we just think that we just go do business, but you gotta train yourself to do business. And mm-hmm. this guy is a professional athlete on a bike, but I'm going to tell you, he strength trains, he cardios, he does a lot of different things. If he's into triathlon, he's swimming, you know, he's biking, he's running. Is business is the same thing. So many people concentrate on skill sets alone, and they don't take and educate themselves, Dylan, on communications. They don't educate themselves on one of the most important important things that 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 you can learn from this entire thing is finances you know and where your finances are and what you got to do and so i really wanted to take and rethink everything not about the current but moving ahead in the right now and so jason we'll start with you any anything on the kind of the re, rethink or re uh, rethink everything angle you mean the rethink on the financial angle any angle yeah. rethink everything no i think the yeah rethinking i think is a moment-to-moment, day-by-day thing, uh, like we've been talking about already. It's really about uh, adapting to the moment and um, and taking action. So just kind of where are we at? What's our next step? What can we? What can we do? What can't we do? Uh, but rethinking is kind of like I think that's the <laughs> that's the modality right now is rethinking moment-to-moment. I like what you said. I like, I think that you know it. Um... It's, it's, you've got to get your, you got to get your act together, you know, and, and, you know, one of the things I do, I wanted to bring this up real quick is I'm really, I've talked about a lot is, you know, I mind map everything I mind map every single day of my life. And especially right now, because of the emotions involved in what we've gone through, but you know, all of us, you know, we, we are, we are passionate about what we do, our industry, and we want to bring better skills. Uh, but yet, you know, we're seeing weaknesses in our armor, even the toughest guys in our industry, the, the brightest knights, you know, within the kingdom, um, even, even, even ourselves have got kinks in that, that armor. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to look at what were your weak points during this, and you've got to concentrate on building those weak points up. So, Dylan, any input on this one? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Rennie. I think that you need to – you've got to work on those other skills. I mean, if you've opened a detailing business, I would hope at least you have the skills to detail a car. So practicing your polishing technique and or cleaning techniques or whatever would be a good thing, but we're going to assume that you probably have a pretty good grasp on that at this point. And the complaint you always hear from guys in your various groups or you hear in discussions is, well, I'm not very good at Facebook ads, or I don't know Google AdWords, or uh, God, I really got to get a bookkeeper. Well, now is the best time ever. You can't, you can't say that you don't have time now, because even if you're open, you're not that busy, right? Yeah. Everything, everything's down yeah. for the most part, yeah. or you're completely closed. If this is not the time to reinvest in yourself and up your skill set in things that you're not good at, identify, take a good look in the mirror and go, what do you suck at? And try and find the thing to fix that, right? I, I mean, it's, it, it's, there's no excuses at this point. You have all the time, the resources are there. You could teach yourself this in this time and you come out on the other side of it better. Or you can sit and wallow in self-pity or only do the things that are comfortable. So when I think of rethinking, I think of, make yourself uncomfortable to a degree, do something, get yourself better at something that you don't like doing because you need to do that. 
we get we get inquiries all the time. People want to you know apply to jobs for Rupas. What can I do to come work for Rupas? And this applies to any company. Is the guy will tell me what a great detailer he is, ah. and my response generally is, we don't hire detailers. We need accountants. We need communications people. We need operations people. We need these kind of things. Develop a skill set outside of making cars shiny. If you can't do that right now, you're never going to be able to do it. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Coming from the communication guy, that was communicated yeah. beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, let's uh, let's talk about this. Setting the bar for what we are facing. The look, feel. Oh, this is. Uh, I want to this this one right here. This slide. I'm really excited about these guys putting input on. The look, feel, taste of your business. I think uh, a lot of people just they. They, Dylan, you just said it, you know, they concentrate on, you know, polishing, polishing paint, but what's the, what's the look, feel and taste of your business? You know, mm -hmm. I think Rupes is probably anybody globally of a brand, you know, especially in our industry. Um, and what the hell are you doing in this picture, Dylan? I mean, that, was, that was being spicy. Uh, we were, we were playing in the Academy shooting videos and, uh, that was my, uh, my polisher model pose. It kind of, there's, 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 it's an odd feeling, but it almost turned me on in a little bit of way. When I have <laughs> <laughs> an autographed uh, framed one sent to you or anything hanging on the wall. Possible come and go effect, you know, of, of this thing's not going to, we're already seeing it. I put a questionnaire out to, to our group yesterday and we're seeing people are excited. Oh, it's opened up. They're spending money. And then they back away a little bit. And I think we got to be prepared for that is they're going to come in hot, strong, and go away and maybe come back strong. So we're going to see waves that we're not usually, we're not usually looking at uh, second wave. Think ahead in case there are outbreaks in your community, they could shut it down again. So behave, you know, be, be prepared for that new attitude. I, I'm going to leave it right there on that one is where Dylan just went, you know, is, is your, your new way of thinking, new expectations from customers. Uh, I'm definitely a little more concerned about people that are entering my environment, my home environment. I want them to be going forward probably the rest of my life. I always have been, but now this cements it in. Um, be, be cautious to discount and why. So we're mm. going to talk about that is uh, don't, don't discount your way out of this. Add, add, add in value versus discounting. You know, don't, don't discount your prices. To me, um, I've never been a, uh, you know, if you sell XYZ product, and you put it on sale, that's one thing. But to put XYZ service on sale just means it depletes your hourly income and, and you don't want to do that. You can add in a great amount of value, maybe $100 worth of value with only 10 or 15 or 20 minutes worth of work. And that's a lot better to do that. The value of repeat business has never been more important. The reason why is because the people are spending the money, have the money. And so getting into those pools of people in your market that are going to keep coming back. The other thing, so many people are constantly going out and look for new customers. Why not just serve fewer better and keep going back to the same people and just, just get a relationship. You don't have near the amount of flow coming through your business, but you've got positive flow, good flow, good relationships, good feelings. All this stuff's good, good, good. Uh, ski term is the ice trustworthy. Uh, and how this works in business right now is that, you know, is, is Double Black, our brand, you guys, is, it's, it's, it's named after because Bob, Dave, and I are, are, are literally extreme skiers. You know, not, not as extreme as we were because we're all in our 50s, you know, but we still on the mountain when we're up there, it's, there's not too many people that are going to, they're not skiing as hard as we are. One of the things that I always do is, is I've, got, I've got three pair of race skis and I'll go out in the first run as I want to see 
is the ice trustworthy? If I put it completely on edge at 60 miles an hour, is it gonna hold, is it gonna hold my body weight coming down? Well, right now you gotta take it as, you know, how many employees do you have? Uh, do you have your big staff? Is, is, the, is the market trustworthy enough to carry on how you were before? Or do you have to trim down some things? Do you have to be conscious of your expenses and cost? And then keep lines of communication and open, keep, keep your, your mind fresh and engaged within your reality. And what I mean in your reality is don't look at the other guys because we just found out for fact that 80% of the detailers lie about their success. Uh, I hate to say it. They're not. What? Yeah. No. People, and I won't blame it on detailers. I'll say business people. Uh, but detailers have got this, I don't know why, but what jumps out with you guys on this screen? What's something that really, really hits you? So we'll start with Jason this time. Yeah, so the new attitude and the discounting, those are two things that kind of touched me on this slide. But the, you know, the idea of developing a new attitude, I think that one thing, if people can develop the skill to do that, and it is a skill, it's a deliberate decision to, to change your attitude. And I think that is most needed by the most number of people right now. I would um, agree. And, and the discounting thing, you know, I got into some debate. I forget which group it was in. but Oh, I saw it. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was a big uh, debate about discounting. And I, I like what you said. I mean, it, discounting a, a, an item, a product, is there's one strategy for that kind of thing. But when you're talking about your sweat equity, your time, your labor, and then discounting that, uh, I would encourage people to to be very reluctant to do that. And and like you said, this strategy that accomplishes the same thing because the if you think about the goal of discounting, it's you know to try to stimulate business and get more cars in and all that, more customers. But you can accomplish the same result by not discounting and adding value. Amen. Well said. Well said, Dylan. What jumps out at you? The, the discount one's a big one for me. I've made posts about this and I, I saw Jason's argument, so I didn't jump in. We don't want to seem like the, the Rupus team is ganging up on anybody, but it, well, it is. The mafia team was in there doing it. So you might <laughs> <laughs> join forces and really, really beat them up. Um, no, I mean, it's, I, 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 even in times that aren't like this, I'm, I'm very much against discounting. Um, someone who, who coached me for a long time has mentored me for a long time, said something to me once. And I've, I've said it for years is that if you don't, value your time or put a premium on your time, don't expect other people to. And so if, if you're ready to take your time and discount it for somebody, don't, you cannot be the first one in line to complain when you want to raise your prices back up and they go, well, you used to do it for this. Price. You can't go backwards on discounts. Yeah, and, and I like your idea. You can add a very a high value thing onto your service and give it and, and build value in, but don't just flat go, well, it was a thousand. I'm doing it for 800 bucks because it's the pandemic sale. Don't yeah. do that. That's crazy. Um, you just said something great. It's going to take you a long, you'll never dig out of that, that discount. Not with that customer. No. Never. So that, that customer, you've set the expectation, especially if it's a new one. If their first introduction to you, their first taste of your business is at 800 when it was normally 1,000, and they come back and they want that service again, you go, that's 1,000. They go, well, why was it 800 the first time? You're, you're not building to that other point. You're not building that long-term relationship because that customer is already conditioned to have an $800 deal when there should have been 1,000. The other piece of this too is uh, you talked about the the ski term and is the ice trustworthy? Um, you know, is it financially feasible to go back to business and all those things? This touches a little bit on what I said earlier. You should have the most firm grasp on your operating expenses and everything that you've ever had 
right now. If you don't, and there's plenty of guys that went into this and didn't. And so, and if you didn't spend this time to clean up your understanding of what it costs you to do business, then you can't reopen and start going back to business. Because if it does, if we do get a second wave or something, another catastrophic thing happens, the economy is going to be in a pretty bad way for a while. So if we have a humongous recession again, if you have that grasp on your finances and your operating overhead and every little facet of your business, you can turn those dials and, and tune yourself in to work through the next time this happens. I have no sympathy for you if you come out on the other side of this and you are in the exact same position you were before, which is you go, yeah, I don't, you know, I think I'm, you know, profitability maybe, uh, I don't know, 30%, I don't know. If you don't know the exact percentage down to the decimal point of what you're making for every dollar spent, you've wasted, you've wasted a golden opportunity. As bad as these times are, it was a golden opportunity for you to fix that and understand it. Amen. Well said. That, this was one of my most exciting slides because I knew you guys were going to give some commentary on it that was going to be really valuable. Jason, and my picture. Uh, yeah, exactly. That man, that is sexy. There's something about it, you know. I don't know. See, just rubbing foreheads or something like that. Just mm, yeah, about it. Hey, uh, Jason, offline. We'll have to talk about that post on another time, but we won't waste any time here. So yeah. Um, so you know, setting yourself up for future success with the correct business systems and processes in place. Um, number one, I, and 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 we're all in the business of educating. Confirm that you know what you think you know. A lot of people just go out there, and you know, Jason's. Uh, we invited him to an event that we had a training event. Uh, he is in return invited me to one is that, you know, here's, here's the deal is there's, there's, we're Jason and I, you'll never hear two of the most knowledgeable Mike Phillips is the same way. I can, I can throw a lot of, a lot of other people that educate in the industry the same way. You will never hear us say that we know everything because we know we don't know everything yet. The layperson on the street with 24 months experience knows everything and proudly tells the universe that he or she does. Um, my point is that I could, you know, I felt like a 14 year old teenager watching the Beatles when Jason asked me to come to a training. I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> because it's a, it's an opportunity to get constructive input. Um, and it might not be good input. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't look at it that way. I look at it. It's I'm learning. I'm expanding yeah. this big old noggin of mine with more information. And I think that's something that people really got to be open to, especially you know, now I think that it, it, it's changed. Automate and digitalize your business. Be able to track everything facts versus what you think is fact. You just nailed it, Dylan. I think my profit point was, okay, we'll automate it, get it digitalized. You'll know exactly what you are and aren't making, you know, track every single job, track every single man hour. And then don't buy into the media and social media hype BS. No one's, we don't know what's going to go down. Nobody, nobody does. We can, the communications guru for Rupus just told you he has to change it. Nobody knows. And, and, and I, I've listened to a lot of the, the people that I admire that are multi, multi, multi millionaires or billionaires. And guess what they're saying? They're saying the same thing. It's the guys in the middle that are trying to Monday quarterback this thing. And guess what? You're just not going to. So Dylan, we'll start with you this time. Anything jump out there with you? Yeah, I mean, the automate thing, you should definitely, I keep touching on this, you should spend this time getting to know your business down to its intimate details, down under the underwear. You know, you need to know that thing top to bottom, inside out, backwards and forwards better than you ever have. Um, and to the point of SOPs will change for everybody. They probably are. You have some, I promise you, if you are reopening your business, you have some additional expenses. You are either going to increase advertising. You have the new reality of purchasing or using a mask. 
You have sanitizing things to do, investment mm -hmm. in equipment. People are going to be looking for sanitizing services. And I hate to break it to everybody, hitting something with steam for five seconds doesn't sanitize anything. Um, you, you possibly have a capital investment in equipment to do these things. So your SOPs and your budget and everything is about to change. Or if it hasn't changed already, you need to be planning for it to change um, because you have a new reality in which to conduct business. You are not going back into business in the same world that you left it if you shut down or even if you've slowed down. So um, automating and getting ready for those new SOPs uh, really is key for me. If I was running a business right now, I would be just grinding numbers. That would be what I'd be spending my days doing right now, getting ready to get back into gear. So, Yeah, well said. Well said. Jason? Yeah, and I would I just want to take a moment to give kudos to Dylan because I think this, um, you know, the autumn, autumn, automating and systems he's Dylan is actually a great example of somebody who takes you know processes and puts it in a system and then the next important step which he will preach this is um, generate the data and then reevaluate and adjust so I think Dylan you have other words for it but it's this loop of okay do something evaluate what you did and now make a change and do something again and I think that's so important right now yeah. Deploy, analyze, adjust, repeat. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, you're you're great at that, Dylan, and uh, I've learned a lot from you on that. And then whether your business is five customers or five hundred customers, there still is a need to to put the structure around your business processes. Um, and then the other thing I just want to say on SOPs, because I'm, you know, and Dylan knows this about me, I'm on a big soapbox about SOPs because I'm, I'm actually. Um, by definition, I'm against SOPs when it comes to detailing and paint correction, but on the business side, I'm all about SOPs. Yeah, but yeah. when it comes to paint correction, I believe the SOP should be a decision tree. So it is not the same thing on every car, and we oh, actually God, treat no. that. Yeah, no. Yeah. The process of getting through all of it's the same, but once you get to that, there's so many variables that you know you just can't do the same thing to the same car, you know, the different cars every single time. And I don't believe what I've, I've experienced a lot of uh, detailing business owners honestly believe, especially ones with many employees, they believe that their employees that are hands on the cars uh, should not be able to think through decisions and they should follow my steps step by step on every car. Yeah. And I don't believe that. I think, I think, even the most uneducated uh, detailer has a brain, and if you teach them the decisions, they can make it. Um, and that's what I believe. I believe in empowering the detailer on the car to make the right choice. George Patton's got another amazing quote. It's, it says something to I'm, I'm not going to hit it right on the head, but it says something to the back. Don't tell people what. Don't tell people how to do it. Tell them what to do, and you'll be surprised on how, on how creative they are. Don't tell yeah. them how to do it. Tell them what to do, and they'll go figure it out. And, you know, if you're at a dealership, you're out of a hall volume, you've got to have a couple choices for them. You've got to teach them. It might be just two, on, the, on the compounding step, two or three pad choices with two or three compounds. Or it might be two or three pad choices with a couple different polishes on the polishing step. But you've got to teach them their variation and let them go. Because yeah. that's the only way they're going to get better at their trade. 
Well, yeah, and you want to hire people that are capable of, of making decisions. If you have somebody who needs somebody to spell everything out for them, they are not an employee that's going to benefit you in the long term, right? No. If no. you have to do their job for them, or use, or I used to call it uh, brain share. You know, I, I used to hate when other companies work for you get this kind of parade of people up to my office that would ask me for input on very basic decisions, and you go, we hired you to make this decision, or at least understand the situation well enough to make that decision without asking, and I hate brain share. There's, there's, there's the constructive part where you all come together and talk something out or, you know, work through a problem. But then there's the day-to-day -day thing where the guy comes up and goes, should I use the blue or the black one? And you go, well, this is what we're paying you for, isn't it? You know, this so is that's, a, that's why you, you hate it when I come in your office, Dylan. <laughs> that would be the, the glazed look that I get on my face. I go, <laughs>